0: With Hashem's help, I'd like to take a look at a teaching from a tzaddik by the name of Reb Nassim, Reb Nassin of Nemarov, Reb Nassin, who was the primary disciple of Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. And among many of his svarim, he wrote an eight-volume set called Lukute Halachos, which is a sefer that provides commentary on the entirety of Shulchan Aruch, Dalad Chalkei Shulchan Aruch, eight times. So, there's eight drushas per each Indian simon of halacha. And everybody should really feel comfortable eating. It's not a. Please, dig in. Um, I'm just entertainment, it's breakfast and a show. So, eight times he went through Lukuti halachas, which is a massive work, as everybody knows. And he didn't add anything on the level of halacha, it's not a halachic work. But Rav Nassim used the teachings of Rabbi Nachman, and the revelations of his philosophy and theology, and his Giluyim, his revelations in terms of how we can access spirituality, Ruchnius, and Rav Nassim used those ideas to illuminate the spiritual meaning of all of the halachos. And so when a person's learning something, something that seems the most mundane, plebeian, really removed from transcendent spirituality, or learning something in Chashem Mishpat, like the furthest thing away from even you our know, Chaim like spiritual, really something far, far removed, Rabbi Nassim demonstrates how every single detail of the halacha and the halachic principles, as they filter from the Tarah Sab down to the Gemara, and even, I heard from Ratzvi Cheshen, who's a Goyen Gadol, who's the Shalom in the Mir Yeshiva, and a Leber Chassus, who been giving Shirim and Lukut Tamran um, for over 20 years, and he's, I think he's done a third of the Sefer, maybe, two hours every week. Uh, absolute Kala Tarakula. Ratzvi Cheshen said that if a person really knows the sugya of whatever area of halacha that he happens to be learning um, very, very, very well, he can find that Reb Nasan is hinting not only to the actual principles in Shulchan Aruch itself for the Gemara, but he's being mevarer, the principles, he's clarifying the principles in the Rishonim and Achreinim, all the different aspects of the Halacha, Reb Nassim was a Goyen Gadol, and he's able to, to tie it in there. So this is one of my personal favorites, I can say, I, I, can say, I have not learned the entire Lukuti Halachas, but of what I have seen, this is without a question my favorite piece, um, both in terms of the form and in terms of the content. And as Hashem, I think it will speak for itself, and so we'll let it do that. Um, so let's jump in. This is part of hashkama Sabaykar D'Alid. Like I said, there are eight discourses that Rav Nasan wrote over his entire life, pretty much from his young 20s up until his late 60s, which he lived a pretty long time for that era, about 200 years ago. And Hashkama Sabar Kadalid, like many of the drashas, are extremely long. Some of them are 34, 30, 40 pages. So over here we're taking one snippet of one drusha. It's a very big set of sfaras, eight volumes. It's a huge work. But we're just jumping in sort of in the middle. But it is a self-contained idea without requiring us to know the backdrop of the Torah, the Kutumran, from which Rabnasan is coming from. So let's jump in. It says, If you can have the source sheets and look inside, that's all the better. And the Tzadik says like this, This is the deeper meaning, and when he says this, he's been discussing these ideas in the previous ICS, um, but we're going to get to that. This is the deeper meaning between, of, of the Machlokas between Be'i and Be'i as it relates to lighting the Hanukkah candles. A very famous Machlokas. And Be'i Shammai say, that in terms of lighting the Hanukkah menorah, how do we begin? We begin with all eight candles lit the first night. And then each subsequent night, we take one candle away. That's Beis Shammai. And of course, who do we paskin like? Beis Hillel. The Beis Hillel holds no. On the contrary, Moisif Vaholech. Each night of Hanukkah, you are adding another candle. You're not taking candles away. We begin with one, second night we add two, third night we light three, and so on and so forth. All of the way until the eighth night of Hanukkah, which is called in the deeper svarim, Zos Hanukkah, the, the pinnacle of Hanukkah, we have the whole entire Menoirah lit, and that is the Shita of Hilla. Says the Elgar of what's going on on a deeper level? Because everything in Torah can be learned on the level of Pshat, Remez, Drush, Sod, very, very, very deep. We can go deep into the underpinnings of these opinions and of these, um, uh, the, uh, these ideas. So says Reb Nasan. in understanding why base Shammai holds, that we begin with eight and go down to one, we have to reflect on Shammai. Who base Shammai was the extension of Shammai's light. This Tana, Shammai, what he revealed in the world. Ki Beis Shammai He says, Beis Shammai, the Talmidim of Shammai, are going in accordance with Shammai's tradition. Ki Amarabi Rabbi, say The tells us something about Beis Shammai that Shammai Haya Captain. What do we know about Shammai? Shammai was a Captain. What's the word Captain? Comes from the word makbid. He was very. Um, how do you translate makbid? Particular. Yeah, he was very exacting, and particular things had to be a specific way. He was drawn. That Rizal tells us from the side of gvura. strictness, severity. Everything was 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 has to be exact. He was unbudging, unmoving. And we know this from the Gemara in Shabbos that tells us, <laughs> that Gairim came to him and they told him, teach me the whole Torah on one foot. <laughs> and what did he do? Did Shammai accept them? Did Shammai make space for them? Shammai pushed them away. ba'amas <laughs> And this wasn't because Shammai was like a like a bad, you know, a bad guy. You know, but Shammai was a tzaddik, an unimaginable tzaddik. So, what is this that he pushed them away? It's because Shammai is the Midav of A mid of Gvura is a very good thing, but this is the light of Shammai. Aval Hillel, but we know that Hillel, the barplukta of Shammai, Hillel, the contrast of Shammai, because of Hillel's great humility. Kirveim Barachim, those very same gerim subsequently came to Hillel, and Hillel, Amish Arab, Shabbos, they drove him crazy. Remember the Gemara with all these questions? And what did Hillel do? He was Makar the of them with great love. They really weren't fitting to be drawn close, and that's why Shammai felt that the meed of gevura necessitated pushing them away. And they were really just—they were trying to mock him. They were trying to test him. Really, who do you think they are coming, Er of Shabbos, teach me the whole Torah while standing on one foot? Ridiculous. But Hillel did not push them away. And Hillel found a way to channel the light of the whole entire Torah down, what did he tell them? If you remember, yeah. What you hate being done to you, don't you then go and do to someone else. Which, according to the Ramban, at least, is the reverse of ya to still He sti- distills the whole Torah down in such a way that these Gayrim could be drawn close. He doesn't teach them the whole Torah, which is very important what, what we're saying now. He channels the whole Torah down into into an accessible kernel where they could absorb it and a seed can be planted that will then flourish. <speaking in Hebrew> Hillel does not push them away. <speaking in Hebrew> and he draws them close. <speaking in Hebrew> therefore, <speaking in Hebrew> so the shamai who are the disciples of shamai. so they come from the same tradition. <speaking in Hebrew> he was such an enormous tzaddik. He was so absolutely <coughs> transcendentally, incredibly holy. He wasn't able to handle those who are dirty with sins. He couldn't handle it. Not because he was, like we said, you know, he's a mean person, mean spirited. He was just so remarkably kadosh that he 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 couldn't handle it. And this, says Rav Nasan, is the shita of Poyches V'Hoylech. Now what's the connection? What Shaikh is just because B'Shamay was a captain and he wasn't able to, to handle those that were, that were lowly or those that were distant from Hashem, from levels of kedusha, What does that have to do now with his Talmidim's shita as it relates to the Hanukkah candles that you start with eight and go down to one? What's the connection? Says Rav and it's such a brilliant formulation. Ki B'Shamay U'B'Shill Al Shnei Maidim. Certainly, both Beishamai and Beishil agree that really, fundamentally, philosophically, it would be absolutely necessary. To add light every subsequent day of Chanukah. That's something that both Beis Shammai agree and Beis Hillel agree. Why? Why does it make sense that we should be adding light every day of Chanukah? It says it's simple. when they found just this little bit of oil that was supposed to last just one night and then it lasts for eight days certainly Every subsequent day, from day one, and then to day two, and then day three, and day four, What's happening to the miracle? It's getting even bigger and bigger, because a miracle from oil that lasts for three days is a bigger miracle than oil that lasts for two days. And and, and oil that lasts for five days is a bigger miracle than oil that lasts for four days, and so on. So both Beishameh and Beishilil agree that Be'etzem... We should be adding oil. Well, I'm sorry, we should be adding light every day because each day that the oil lasted longer is reflective of a greater spiritual revelation that we need to manifest in this physical world. And that's something based Shammai agree and base Hillel agree that fundamentally agrees with that too. Because the nais increased every day. That means the spiritual light increased every day. So what's the difference? This is very deep. That because the light of the spiritual gilu'i of Hanukkah grows from day to day to day until it reaches its climax and its pinnacle on day 8, because of this specifically, because of the great light that's being revealed from beyond each and every day in ever increasing measure, because the spiritual light is growing, we need to diminish it physically in the physical realm. Why? Because Shammai's Shita is the captain who pushes away the Gerim Ba'amas Abinyin. Shammai says, the greater the spiritual light, the world is not worthy to see this light. So as every day of Hanukkah grows, and the light is being revealed further and deeper in the world, Shammai says, the less we're showing to the world. The greater the R, the more we have to conceal it. Okay, in Cham Rabbi Seinu Zal. Now, where did Chama get this from? It's a Gemara and Chagiga. Well, he didn't get it from the Gemara and Chagiga, but that's where we get it from. But he understands that it's a tradition in Chazal that really HaKadosh Baruch Hu created the light. And what did HaKadosh Baruch Hu see? What does Chazal say? What is it? Good? It's good, says Chazal. To hide it. Shara, Kodesh Baruch Hu, sheyinu elam kedai lishtamishem arishol shivus imeberesish. Hakodesh Baruch Hu saw that the world wasn't fitting, wasn't rawui to receive and to deal and to and to access that light of the shivus imeberesish. V'ahmad v'ganzei la tzadikim. What did Kodesh Baruch do? He stood up and he hid the light for tzadikim. Alkein heimsoivrim. Therefore, be'shamay hold the same thing. Shegamata kishet tzadikim asigim are gadol. When can access great, great spiritual levels of attainment in, the, in, the, in, in understanding HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in understanding the secrets of the Torah, in understanding the depth and the infinitude of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's love and rachamim and the deeper elements of Torah, you've got to hide it. And the greater the tzaddik, the more he has to be removed from the from the people. <clears throat> so that those that aren't fitting the wicked and those who are distant should not be able to access. This is the Shita of Shamay, following the tradition of the Rebbe, the Captain Shammai. Abel b'shelel. But the Ha'ilah Hillel, who again are following the tradition of Hillel, who are always busy with Kira Rechaikim. it's not a new thing. It's not a new thing at all, right? Not even so new that it's just not in modern times. But Nussin two hundred years ago is writing it, but he's writing it about Hillel, right? That the Hillel was always busy with Kira Al Kema Azlu tamayu. So Hillel says, "Well, how are you going to be Makarva v'Rachaykem?" So therefore, Hill says, On the contrary, The more we're able to access and spiritual lights are being revealed in the world to the tzaddikim, that the tzaddikim are tapping in to higher levels, deeper levels, more exalted understandings of each and every kutz, each and every like little crown of the Torah. They have to find a way to utilize these great spiritual wonders. To let them shine for the whole world to see. So that everybody can be accessed, even those who are extremely distant from Yiddishkeit. To specifically use this great light to be able to reach those who are distant, those who are low, those who are far rapa to heal all of those who are so incredibly ill. Rahmanulat's lakh. Because R Nelson says, and it's based on Rabin Nachman. everything here is based on Rabin Nachman. In Tara Lamid in Lukatamran. Ki kimai to He says, Imagine a person who's a little bit ill. So you go to your local GP. Person's a bit a bit you know, has the flu person has strep, he needs antibiotics, you go to your local doctor. But the person who is critically ill with a strange kind of virus that a regular doctor can't handle, what does he need? He needs the greatest specialist in the world. He needs the greatest surgeon. Some people travel from country to country (laughs) just to be able to be treated by the greatest, greatest doctor with the greatest level of experience and the deepest understanding of, of, of whatever issue the person's struggling with. So Ibn Nachman says if that's true physically, thank you so much, then it's true spiritually. So Ibn Nachman says in Lekut Aran and Sichas Aran, other places, he says, don't say, I'll just take any Rebbe. I'll just, I'll just, you know, connect myself to any Rav or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever, I'm fine. I, I go to shul and I have a Rav. He says you need to search for the deepest, most exalted Sadik there is. Because for us, in 2023, Ikvus of the Meshicha, in our dark times, all of us, I mean, I could speak for myself, but I, I think you'll agree that all of us are experiencing a certain choshech, a certain darkness, a certain numbness, a certain confusion, a certain flailing, a certain feeling like we, we can't breathe, like there's no oxygen. And so for people who are in that matziv, deep down in the pit of Yosef, deep down in that bar, we need the deepest, deepest light of Torah, the deepest art to be able to reach us. So, so he says, well, that's true for the Chole, for the person who's sick, and it's true for the doctor. Imagine the biggest expert in the world decides for himself that because of his great experience and because of his great erudition, I think that's how you pronounce it, and his great studying, the doctor says, you know, these people are so sick. It's not not fitting for me. It's below my dignity to hang out with such people. Look at these people. They're, 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 they're completely... They're, this guy's catatonic. He's in a coma. I mean, what, I, I should hang out... I'm such a great doctor. I should go and treat such a person. I, you say, on the contrary. What do you mean? You're such a great doctor. You specifically need to go and heal the sickest patient. So So he says... The same thing for the tzaddik. The Tzadik grows. He becomes closer to Hashem. He's able to channel deeper and understandings of the Torah. He specifically needs to reach out and shine that light to the most distant places to find a way to get what he's accessed to those who need it the most desperately. He's a ikram this is the greatness of the tzaddik. Not to stay, you know, cloistered up in, in, in like an ivory tower of, of Talmudic, you know, study. That, that's not the Indian. The Indian is to be able to use that level and that light to be able to be Makar of the whole world can be easier To be able to bring those who are the most distant. Sometimes just because we're in the suya of Breslev here, we're learning Lukti a lot of times when it comes to Rabbi Nachman, people see some clips coming out of Uman. And it's confounding. They say, Oh, look at this Rabbi. Look, look, look who is Hasidimar. You know, look, look, such a person, and, and all these low lives hanging out. And it's it's like, well, yeah, in a hospital you're gonna find sick people, right? It's a hospital. Rabbi Nachman is such a great R that specifically he is able to touch the hearts and souls of people who have tattoos of, you know from their heads to their toe and people who are the most distant from Kedusha, there's something that Rabbi Nachman specifically is, is able to give them. It's a great light. It's a great, great light. So it's able to shine to very distant places. And that was his whole thing, the tzaddik. As Rabbi Nachman explains elsewhere, this is the greatest godless of Hashem. Not when the great tzaddikim come close to Hashem. That's beautiful, and that's how things are supposed to be, and all of us should strive, uh, you know, ideally to try to get to those madrigas, but that's not the Iker Kavod of Hashem. Because the Zara says the greatest Kavod that was ever brought to Hashem was when Yisro, who served all the idol worshippers in the whole entire world, when Yisro came and said, Ki <laughs> ki Now I know that God is great, says the Zara Kaddosh, Kadei nis HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kavod had the greatest proliferation and elevation than it ever did in history from that point until when Yisro came close. And I'll remind you that we had Avram at that point, and Yitzchak, and Yaakov, and the Shvatim, and, and Moshe Rabbeinu. It was specifically when Yisro drew close. That brings the greatest covet to Hashem. Why? Because if the light of Hashem is great enough to reach an Avram, and a Yitzchak, and a Yaakov, no. It's, it's, it's a light that's so great. But if it's able to extend all the way until it shines into the life of a Yisrael, that manifests the greatest kavod. That's why Gayrim are, are the holiest. There's so many dinim about how we need to treat Gayrim, and, and, and I've heard from many Gayrim that unfortunately they feel that we're lacking a little bit in this area. That, that, the way that they feel, that they're not so accepted sometimes. And we have to recognize, on the contrary, they're the greatest of the great. They are bringing kavod to Hashem that I, I can never hope to bring such kavod to Hashem the way that a that, that who the light of Hashem reached them in their life unbelievably. Unbelievably powerful. Ki afal pi, so then Rab says an important thing. Hilal is masking, that you can't just take the light as it is and march out to the street and start teaching people kisfei arizal. And that's not what we're talking about over here. Certainly, it needs to be concealed in some form. You need to find a way to get it to these people in a way that they could access it. Otherwise, it's called riboy ar, or riboy shemin. If you put too much oil, it puts out the candle. It's too much. Riboy ar, garim l'kiboy aner. It's too much. So you have to find a way to be able to to cloak it and to put it into terminology that it's going to be accessible to them. And that's why I mentioned before that Hillel doesn't actually stand on one leg and teach them the entire Torah, right? Because that would have been a bit overwhelming for them. He finds a way to give it to them in a, in a way that they could handle it. They get that, right? And then they could. Hillel finds a way to conceal the light, to be able to give it over in a way that it could be heard, in a way that could, it could be accepted. And so that's important both for Hillel and certainly for Shammah. He was not giving any light. When it comes to the deepest secrets of Torah, we have to conceal it. Like we already said, how could a conceal the light? So we know that we have to conceal it. And they have all these different strategies. And they're making all these fixings and rectifications and building structures. And they are concealing and enclothing these great, 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 deep principles, the deepest principles of, of the Arizal and the Zara and all the Asagas of the Mikubalim. They're, clo- they're cloaking them and clothing them in Divrei Torah that we could access. They're cloaking them, at least in the case of Rabbi Nachman, for anybody who's been privileged enough to enter into that world. People have no idea what Breslov is. It's unbelievable. It's the greatest, greatest concealment in Yiddishkeit. A couple of people dancing on trucks and the whole thing. People have no idea what Breslov is. It is a universe of light, a universe of medicine for our generation. So Rabbi Nachman has 13 tales, right? Supreme Isis. 13 stories. It's all Kisvi arizel, But you don't even need to know any of it. The first story you have to know, The Lost Princess, there's a book somebody wrote about it. But outside of that, outside of that, the rest of them you don't even need to know. Just to read the stories themselves, the deepest lights of Kabbalah are going inside your neshama. That was Rabbi Nachman. He made tikkunim to be able to get the deepest light to every single Jewish soul so that it could heal us. That it could mamish, clean us out. Sipuri maiseis. That alone. And then Lukute Eitzes, and Lukute Maran, and Lukute Tfilis, and Lekutei Halachas. We're talking about bookshelves of Torah. Bookshelves of Torah and Avoda and Eitzes and guidance. So we're in Breslov, but there are other Tzadikim who did that too. The Balshem HaKadosh, all of his stories. What do you think the stories are? Not just cute little stories, the deepest spiritual principles, giluyim revelations. A simple story, everybody knows on the Balshem that this little kid on Yom Kippur walks in and he doesn't know how to dab in, so he blows a whistle. It's a simple, silly story, right? That's the deepest, deepest revelation. Mm-hmm. Because the message of what the Baal Shem is giving over there is that Rahman al is that the main thing is the intention. And what do we know? Whose thing is more important, the person who dabins every word in the maksar, or one person that Mamish doesn't know how to read, but his heart is so overflowing with yearning to connect to Hashem? These are Levushim. These are Tzimtsumim. This is the way that the Baal Shemtav is bringing a new light down to, to Amisrael, to give us strength and light in the generation before Mashiach. Until it can reach every soul and everybody could have access to taste this great light. So they're increasing the light every day. The greater the spiritual revelation, the more light we're showing to the world, the more we're finding ways to bring it to each and every Jewish soul. Now, if you'll remember the Gemara, the Gemara had a shitas, Beishamai and Beishilo, but they didn't stop pick it out of nowhere, that Beishamai said, Moiseh vah- and Be-shiloh said Moiseh Where did they get it from? So if you remember, there are two shitas in the Gemara as to the foundation for the shitas, Beishamai and and where they get their shitas from. One of the shitas is that the shita of Beishamai is founded on Parei Ha-chag, that just like over sukkis. The the the, uh, the karbanis decrease every day, so too over Hanukkah. and what was the foundation for the Shita's based Hillel, that says remembers Malin <laughs> which means in Kedusha we always want to increase, we don't want to decrease. Ki ma'lin that's what Rav is saying, that's the foundation for Shitas hillel, which we now understand to be much more than just an isolated Shita vis-à-vis, how to light the Hanukkah menorah. It's much deeper than this because it's founded on the Shita of Hillel about what to do with the greatest lights of Torah. Ma'lin b'kodesh, follow what does that mean? Vikasha says Rav Nasan. it's difficult to understand. What's the big chiddush, says base Hillel? Ah, because there's a principle. Malin v'kodesh v'loi We add in Kedusha, we don't decrease. Says Reb who would think in their, in, the, in their mind to decrease in Kedusha? We have this principle of Malin v'kodesh. What is the Gemara telling us? This is shita's Hillel. Everybody knows. It's almost as if the Gemara doesn't need to give a reason for shita's Hillel. Because everyone would know this makes sense. Shita's Shammai needs a reason. Shita's Hillel. Everybody knows you add in Kedusha. What's the Gemara telling us? Listen to the way he reads it. Torah. But this is an aspect of what we mentioned earlier. There are really great sadiqim, and they are great. And Hashem needs them to be them in the world. But like we said, because of their incredible level, they cannot handle the world. They can't handle other people. They cannot relate to regular human beings. The Al and therefore, and again they probably don't mean for this to happen, but this is what happens. Because of how remarkably holy they are. They can unwittingly end up pushing people away. Because of their great Kedusha, Sometimes the way that they relate to other people is like with this frustration of not understanding how someone cannot be on their level. And in this sense, people become pushed away from them. People feel stepped on, pushed down. They get angry with them. They get frustrated with them. They start to yell at people. right? And, and, and they, start to, they start to demand things from people that people are not holding by. Because they simply cannot, again, because of their great kedusha, they can't handle other people. Now listen to this, I put it in bold. I really feel that this is so crucial for our dar. We need a new revelation of Torah for our generation. Something new. This is not what Hashem ultimately desires. Who wants kindness. Hashem wants compassionate leadership that's what Hashem wants He wants tzaddikim that are going to draw close every Jew irrespective of how they look and irrespective of their level of frumkite or even beyond that Listen to this. Even if Hashem Himself is angry with these people, whatever that means by Hashem anger, but Hashem Himself is putting up walls. It's a pasuk. Hashem puts uh, sins cause that there should be walls, spiritually, between us and Hashem. And that's midas even so, who writes is alem, Even while HaKadosh Baruch Who is hiding behind walls Hashem wants that The Tzadikim Should be shining A light of chesed The incredible On the Pasuk After the What did Maish Rabbeinu do? Maish Rabbeinu Looked at these people And he said Oh my gosh A whole nation of sinners They're not They're not Zochah To the Almoid. You know what Maish did? He packed up the whole tent And he took it far away From the encampment he said, "These people are such sinners; they should have access now to the oil." Amar Hashem Yisbarach, Hakadosh Baruch who came to Moshe Rabbeinu, the quintessential, emblematic tzaddik, and he said, "Ani bekas, bekas. I'm putting up walls because that's the midas hadin, and I'm so to speak in a state of disappointment with Klal Yisrael. Bekas. and you're angry. In Kane if this is gonna be the the situation, me a This can't be because who's gonna be mekar of them? Credible midrash. Rashi, that Rashi brings with him. and you find the same thing with so many prophets and so many tzaddikim who so so came to them and he said Ay, I'm the Yisrael, not doing what they're supposed to do that it pains Hashem not because it pains we can't hurt Hashem Hashem Hu wants a relationship with us Hashem wants to give us everything good and we're the ones that just aren't making use of it and we cause ourselves pain so Hashem says what's going on here and when those Nevi'im and sadikim confirmed what Hashem said, and they thought that their job was to commiserate, and their job was to say, Yeah, Hashem, you're right. Amisrael are really, really horrible, miserable people. Oh boy, did I get angry with them. We find this by Yeshea, more famously, by Eliyahu Anavi, Sha'amar Eliyahu Anavi says, I'm filled with a spirit of anger and zealotry against Amisrael. What was the response? Sha'amalai Hashem said, Well, You know something? Elisha is going to become the Navi after you. Instead of you. Hashem says, No, you're not a person who's fit for prophecy. HaKadosh Baruch Hu couldn't handle that. Hashem wants tzadikim that are melitze toib an Am Yisrael. Like the British of the world. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants tzadikim... How great Baruch who wants tzaddikim that are going to be, that are going to be melech toiv and Am Yisrael? Kei Hashem is Baruch roitz arach she am litzu toiv al Yisrael biyirach mu al Yisrael afilu ala agruim lekariv kulam. I love Yisbarach. How great is Baruch who wants us to bring everybody to Him? Like Moshe Rabbeinu all of a sudden, like Moshe ultimately did, shemasser nafshel Yisrael va'amr bimayim echinin amisifricha. How great Moshe Rabbeinu said, listen, it's either me or them. It's either me or that. That's leadership. The Moshe Rabbeinu doesn't jump ship and leave the ship to sink. Moshe Rabbeinu says, my whole essence is with this people. I'm giving myself, self-sacrificing all of me. And you understand, if the Torah is not just a book, but the Torah is the code of reality, Moshe Rabbeinu wasn't just saying, erase my name from your book. He was saying, fundamentally remove me from existence. It <laughs> means that I, I, I'm, I, I don't, so I don't want to be a part of, of this. Not another mazeh, and not another and not anywhere, if you're not going to spare Klal Yisrael. That was leadership. Now we could understand deeper the the, the the theory behind Shita's Hill. First, we understand that Shita's Hill is not just a Shita about lighting menorah, it's a very deep approach to Am Yisrael. Now we could understand the smach, the foundation for Shita's Hill, in a much deeper level too. It doesn't just mean. You increase holiness and don't decrease holiness," says R' Nasan. You know what it means? <speaking in Hebrew> what a what a what a klal! Listen to this: <speaking in Hebrew> that the more a person accesses kodesh, a person's in a realm of kedusha. Says R' Nasan, what does Hashem want you to do with that? Malin <speaking> Bekaidash. <Hebrew> Lift people up with your kedusha. Lift people up with kedusha. Lift people up with the holiness that you access. Yisr the my reading. Don't push people away. That's the foundation for Shita's zilah if you understand Shitas Hillel in a deeper way as an approach to Kirov, then you understand the Smach for Shitas Hillel, which is Malin B'Kodesh. Hillel holds that any time you access kedusha, what are you going to do with that? You've got to lift people up add more candles, not to push people away. Not to push people down because of your great Kiddusha. Never come to judging anybody because of the level that you've reached. And the level of it I've reached and we've reached. Because we know, you know, how to really serve Hashem. And because of that, chas v'shalom, we push people away. No, make it accessible. Let other people taste it. Make, Make it the most, most, most accessible for everyone to join so that they can also taste, they can also access, they can also catch a glimpse of what we've managed to catch a glimpse of not to get to a place where we cannot handle hanging around lowlier people until we become frustrated angry with them because that's just going to push them away and it's not what Hashem wants that's the, that's the point of taking which car is it? Right, so, so, right. That's an aspect because not what we need. We have to have chachma, chachma like Hillel had, chachma like Rabbi Nachman has. To be able to take these great lights and to put them into stories and advice and drushas and, and melodies and, and, and different pathways, his spododos, all the different different pieces of advice that a person can begin to catch a glimpse of the Arb pashut of what Ibn Akhman wanted to reveal what Hillel taught his gear not the whole Tira but just the after the Recha Kameicha something accessible to circle stock game the last is tsimsum imkhadash mitakhbulus neflays aji cholam lekar in foshis rabes viyser viyser until you can reach the whole world of the rabes and therefore to heal afiluaga ruim the most the most lowly va cheilma uir and the most distant this is the Indian of Ner Hanukkah. Where do we dafka light the Ner Hanukkah? In a place where the Shekhinah all the year long doesn't descend. The Gemara in Sukkah says, And where do we light the Hanukkah candles? Specifically in the place where the whole year long, the Shekhinah doesn't descend to such a place. That's the Shita of Hillel. That's what Hanukkah is. The Zevachinah's Hanukkah of a Purim. And this is what Chanukah and Purim are all about. The most beautiful thing, just to be aware of what light is shining in the world now. What we can access, what we can open up to. We know that Chanukah and Purim were galos chagim. Galos yavim is literally the last chag that we have. It's accompanying us until Mashiach comes. Bime'a galus hamar. In the days of exile, that in exile, I'm Israel are called ill, we're called sick. Come As it's written in the Hilikazar, Babachinas, Samchuni Bashishis, Rabduni Batapuch, and Kikhoilas Avaani. But Hazal Darshin, that on that Passock, it's a reference to Knesset Yisrael in Gullahs where we're sick. And we say, Akkadish Brochu, heal me, like we sing in Yididid Nefesh, right? Heal me. Heal me, we're sick. Kikhoilas Avaani. There's a way of being so incredibly sick that you cannot even get to the doctor. One kind of person is sick, the seder, so he drives himself in the car to a doctor, it's the same guy that we mentioned earlier who has a bit of the strep, and he can go to his GP. But a person who's the sickest, who cannot even move, not just any doctor needs to come pay him a home visit, the greatest, greatest surgeon, the greatest specialist needs to come to that person in his home he says Rav and that's what it means that we cannot be or regel nowadays not only because we don't have a base hamikdash and so there's nowhere to go deeper we cannot go because we cannot move means even if there was a base hamikdash in our spiritual state we're an aspect of a khoilah that can't get to the doctor that's what golos is Says R' "Ain That's what it means. We're not able, not just because there is no beis hamikdash, because we—it's a din in us. Ain like we say in Musaf, we don't have the capacity, the power, the strength. to receive the countenance of Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Yar Hashem panavilecha kibar arpanechan asat alono Hashem l'keino taraschaim ba'avas chesed. We don't have the strength to go. We're so weak. Who we refer to in the brach of Krishma, right before Krishma, I think many people, and even myself up until pretty recently didn't really reflect on this. We refer to HaKadosh Baruch as the word Hamarachim. Very beautiful. It's good to take a second or two, right? Avinu of av Harachaman, Hamirachim. Very beautiful way of referring to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The merciful one. Hamirachim, Rachim So the Baal Harachamim, the Racham of Haatzumim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu had such mercy on us. What did he do? Mm-hmm. He gave us two Yamim, Toivim, Shem Chanaka Uppurim in Gauls. Shatik Na Lanu and Saddi the greatest Saddikim, Sheim Anchik Nesa Saghdolah, instituted, Kedela Hamshikh Lanu arhapanim, so that we can experience this light of Akarshbarhu's love and kindness, Lu Soichbe into our dining rooms, Betaiv Kaduuseu in the middle of Hendon in 2023, in the depth of exile she is called echor bebe sai that each and every jew is zoche in his or her own home lahadlikin her ganeka to light these nerish ubeginas or hapon which is shining the light of the menorah It makes our face shine from this holy oil. Which is an aspect of being able to attain and to experience the presence of the divine. the same thing happens on Purim. We like re-accept the Torah, each of us in our own place in exile. Valkane, without getting into the depth of this now, I do want to finish. We have a few minutes left. Chanukah Purim him raglim. In the Kisvi arisal and the Zarkadosh, without getting into it now, Chanukah and Purim are connected to the feet. Each Yantam is connected to a different limb. Without getting into the depth of this. Chanukah and Purim are connected to the feet. I mean, literally, they're called Regalim, right? They're, they're connected to the Ragalim. They are connected to the feet. Purim is the right leg, and Chanukah is the left leg, an aspect of the Midah of Netzach, which is Purim, Shua Samayi Salanetzah and Chanukah is the Midah of Hod. Mm-hmm. Says what does that mean mm-hmm. in the context of what we're saying? How does a person travel to visit a person who's so ill? He's Mavakr Khola. What does it necessitate to be Mavakar Khola somebody? You've got to move, meaning you have to go from your place to their place. Says Ibn the most amazing thing. Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot are called the Shalosh, Regalim. Why? Ostensibly, one of the reasons is because we were oila Laregal. We had feet to be able to ascend, to go to the hospital, so to speak, right? To go to the great doctor, to the master of heaven and earth, who filled our lives with every kind of healing. But Chanukah and Purim, you know whose Raglayim are being referenced when that result tells us that they' connected the Raglayim? The raglaim of the mavaker chayle. V'zebechinas mitzvas biker chaylen. Sha mitzva beraglin. It's all about going, walking. Hainemechina hanal. Listen to those beautiful words. Sha Hashem yizbarach merachim aleinu va'hoylech lavakreinu. On Chanukah and Purim, Hakadosh Baruch Hu comes to visit us mayor Lanu He shines for us in the deepest darkness of our exile. Daika specifically in the time that we're experiencing in this thick, thick choshech, who comes to visit us. Shanu that we're so weak and so sick. that in an honest, authentic, vulnerable, sincere moment, every single person here knows what we's, what we're sick with for barach mevakhereno and a gadish barkhu comes to me ba mevakharos umcha son of ba arpan vakdashim and a gadish barkhu fills our life with this light and he gives us strength through these two holy yamim tovim sheim chanago purim sheme adam when do we have these yamim tovim bemecha chol that's in the weekdays it's a regular weekday. We're sitting here, we all drove here, or whatever it is, and, and we and, and, you know, can have phones in our pockets. <laughs> Which vis-a-vis Shabbos is like exile. <laughs> it's just a regular weekday. We feel like we're weekday people. We feel weak, like the weekdays. spelled differently, but we feel weak. We're mamish, the of the week. But when we kindle those lights in our homes... That's the light of the Beis HaMikdash. That's the light of the Shechina that comes to visit us with those Raglaim, Pesah, Purim, and Chanukah. Through the teachings and the guidance and the stories and the revelations of the great Sadiqim who are in the tradition of having mercy on us. Who found ways of healing us. Now, this goes back to and says, No, that's not what Hanukkah is about. Sure, there's a great light, but the greater the light, the more distant it is. And if you're too sick to get to the hospital, no, deal with it. You need to get stronger until you have the feet to be able to get to the Beisam Mikdash. That's Shita Yiskarvu. Bez Hillel is this sheet. Bez Hillel says, "Adaraba The greater the energy of the nace, the more candles we're lighting, the more we're finding a way to make use of the deepest. We should have watered Torah down and then give it to people who are distant. They need the deepest secrets of Torah. They, Mamish, need the deepest, deepest Giluyim, because what else is going to reach them in their darkness? What else is going to reach us in our darkness, if not the deepest Torah there is? But it has to be enclosed and encased in a way that it could be accessed without being too overwhelming, without causing a shvira. Now here he says something fascinating. And with this we come to the end. This between Shammai and Hillel in every single generation, is nothing new. Tzadikim that specifically involved themselves in trying to bring others close to Yiddishkeit, there was always pushback against them. In every single generation. And this sits at the core of what that is, and HaKadosh Baruch in his great master plan, always, throughout history, needed both. And in a certain sense, Elu ve'elu de'verlechim chaim, in the way that they offshoot each other, and each one keeps it in bounds. I'm speaking specifically about the machlekas between the chassidim, the balshemtim, which was clearly this approach, and the the detractors, right? The more Lithuanian-oriented yidim, is a very harsh term. Right? The, the other yidim the who other had a different approach. It's the shitas in be'shilam. And like the Tzema Tzedek said, without the, the Gra, Chassidah, might have gone off the rails. Without Chasidah, Yiddish Kai might have died, right? Might have just expired because people weren't connecting. So we need both, just like we needed Beisham and Be'shilah. But this is the way to understand what the fundamental root of these Shitas are, and they're both rooted in Kedusha. In every generation, Rav Nach Weinberg, for example, anybody knows, there were people that fundamentally disagreed with that approach. What are you doing? You're taking people out, sitting in Keilil, and now they're going, and they're hanging out with all these. It's bishila. It's rabbi <laughs> And there are even great tzadikim that disagree. midas ha'din They are, in that aspect, manifesting the energy of Shammai, the energy of Kepeda, the energy of Din. And so it enters into their heart that they have the sense that this is inappropriate, shouldn't be done. In most generations in Jewish history, there was some form of this tension. And specifically now, as we get closer to Mashiach, he was referring to the, the, the great great battles between in his dar between the, the Gra and the Balshemah Kodesh. And more specifically on his Rebbe, which which continues Adiyamaze, which is a horrible 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 mistake that many people are making. And how much detractors there were to Rabbi Nachman and the order that he was trying to spread in the world. What he went through, they snagged us. Not from the Misnagdim from the Lithuanian Jews, and, and, and those who were non-Hasidim. From the Hasidim, what he, what he went through, the zedah, they, they, they they Do you know that Rabnassin was almost killed? He had a hitman. Not from some, you know, Ukrainian. It's hard even to say, to be mekatri, that there were Jews who went out to kill Rabnassin and they killed the butcher in the town, whose name was Rav Nassim. they got the wrong man. Imagine ad We have no hasago what we think today. What was going on? Broken windows, threats, businesses closed down, marriages split apart. We have no idea the the tokef of what what they went through. Zecher Now why? says Reb because fundamentally this was Rebbe Nachman's approach. Al Masar, now neged. That Rabbi Nachman who lived a very short life until 39 years old and suffered horribly from tuberculosis for the latter part of his life, lost his first wife, lost four children, made to travel from place to place, and, and, and was just misunderstood and continues to be misunderstood. Was Moiser Nefesh va'asak kol yamav? All he wanted to do was l'rachim al Yisrael. That's all he did. Hashem sent a Tzadik to have mercy on the last generation before the coming of Mashiach. I'll call her a to be able to give a, 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 a lifeline to the most distant of distant yidin, to give them hope, something to hold on And Rabbi Nachman himself, toward the end of his life, and this made people very angry, he sat and he played chess with the heads of the Haskalah. Mamish, the heads of the Haskalah, didn't talk one word of Torah with them. We only have one conversation where Torah crept in, but he was mikar with them through his chess playing. Because this is how he would slip in ideas and plant in. He knew how to be like Hillel, to be Malbish, the deepest iris in such a way. And the other Hasidim, like, what is he doing? Like, what is this low life doing? That's what they thought. Rabsim Simcha was the same way. He was a pharmacist. He would also play chess with the with, uh, with, with, with Hasidim. These maskilim were hounded by the other Tzaddikim. They were thrown out of every court that they went to. They were seen as destroying Yiddishkeit. We can't relate to these people. Rabbi Nachman says, I can't relate to them. Well, how's that going to help? We need to be Makar the of them. And how are we going to be Makar the of them if we're not going to utilize the greatest light that there is? The iris, the Kedusha, of this tradition of Pneumius HaTayra that Hashem is revealing steadily throughout the generations, starting from Rav and Vayechai through to the Arizal, deeper through the Gura and the Baal Shem HaKodesh Ramchal and down to our, to our days when the Tzadikim are all drawing on these tires. And by the way, it's not just unique to Rabbi Nachman. Any, any tzaddik whose, whose teachings are founded on this Giloy is part of this. What do you think Rav Huttner did? All pachar Yitzchak, even if it's not in the lashon of Nistar, it's all, it's all panemius. They're not a to learn it in, in such a way. The pachar Yitzchak, Pachat Yitzchak, uh, uh, um, 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 Re- all of Rav Dessler's Svar, Rav Re- Moshe Shapira, all of this is, is drawing in one form or another on Shita's Hillel to start to bring these teachings to the Hamoyin am. The Leshem says that he was mekabel from Yisrael Salanter, that after the year 1840, Anybody who wants to access the lights of Kabbalah, it's motor for them. Everything changed after 1840, which is a date that's already given by the Zarah Kadesh for when the gates of heaven and earth would open up. The Lashem writes that explicitly. He says, today things have changed. These lights are accessible. And sometimes we feel like we're in darkness. Kiddush Baruch Hu gave us light, gave us tzaddikim, gave us teachings, gave us farim. There's what to access. Let's finish the last five minutes. He says, "You want to know the earliest route for this machlokes? Go back to the brothers with Yosef." This was his whole thing to bring Yidin back to Hashem. And that's why. Just like Sheet HaShilal, the greater the light, the more light you've got to add to the world. He understood also how to build these vessels and, 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 and you know, knit these complex tapestries of light. So that anybody who wants to get closer to Hashem could find something to hold on to, could find hope, could find meaning, could find depth. Says Reb and his very name hints to this. His name was Yosef, which is an aspect of Chinas, Mosif Vaholech, Yosef. This was his whole He wanted to add light, add light, add light in the world. Vashvatim. But the shvatim, All the Shvatim were so holy. They were the, the, the most glorious Tzadik in their earth. They were the Bechina of Shammai. They were the aspect of Miras Hadin. They pushed back against Yosef HaTzadik. Say, Chazal, what does it mean, Begurei Aviv? That Yaakov dwelled in the land of his father, sojourning. What does Chazal say? What does Begurei Aviv? Yaakov of was going to do what his father did, which is to draw Gerim People have no connection to Kedusha, closer to Hashem. Kamuv of Like Rabbi Nachman brings about Geirim. Ela told us Yaakov Yosef. right afterwards it says, Yaakov returned to doing what his father did Yitzhak, which is to be Megar Gerim By the way, why did Yitzhak be Megar Gerim Where did he get that from? his father Avram, this is the family business. They devoted their lives to bringing close the most distant, distant souls to Hashem. So Yaakov went to do what his father did, which is what his father did. And then the next passage says, Ela Yaakov, Ya Says Ramnasin, that hints to us that we're telling you that Yosef Atzadik went in the way of his father. He was also trying to, to, to share the light with the world of the or Echaikis. We know that whatever happened to Yaakov Ibnu happened to Yosef, that they had the same lives and their trajectories paralleled each other. Yaakov Ibnu gave anything that he was in from Izra Baim. Gave it to Yosef for Cholma Shekar the Yosef. B'Cholz Nisma Chlam Miguri Aviv. This is all connected to the Pasuk Miguri Aviv. Shehu Mashahay Yaakov Migar Gerim. A reference to Yaakov Avinu devoting his life to bringing close the most distant Jews to Hashem, the most distant souls, people to Hashem. The take of Nisma Chilat Adis Yaakov Yosef Shepirushay SheMasalikal Chachmasay. And right after that, we tell you that Yaakov Avinu gave everything that he had, which is the be B'Imegar Gerim. He gave it to Yosef. Haenu Kanal. Because it takes so much Chachma. You have to be such an incredible Chacham to know how to take these ideas and to be malbish them and to clothe them in such a way that they can be accessible. Until it can be administerable to those who are so ill because you don't want to kill them by overloading them with, with what they need because you can, it can be too much. If to give them the right amount. This is the greatest Chachma. To know how to bring these ideas down into the world where people can access them. And this is the end. What does it mean? Yosef was 17 years old. He was a shepherd with his brothers. What does "rayat sign mean? Every manhig that we've had, they were all shepherds. Moshe Rabbeinu was a shepherd. All the other HaKadoshim were shepherds. Why were they shepherds? Say, Chazal, because they knew how to take care of sheep. They knew how to take care of Jews. They were shepherds. How was he a shepherd? 17. Already the Kadmainim say Shvah Sriva Gamatria Tov. This particular seventeen is a reference to the word Tov which is Gematria seventeen, I believe it's a Zarakadish, Yakemuva yeah, in the Zarakadesh. Hanasha Yosef Hayatovakal. How was he a Rayat sign? What was his mahalak and shepherding? Just being kind to everyone. He was bringing everyone close to Hashem. He found good points in the most distant Jews. He didn't give up on anybody. He didn't push anybody away and say, well, they need to be strong enough until they can come to my shear. They, he, he, was, he found a way to get his shear in such a way that it could access everyone. And he brought them close. This is what it means the next Pasuk that he was a Na'ar. He acted childishly, like Chazal say, with B'nei Zbilah, B'nei Zilpah. What's B'nei Bila, B'nei Zilpah? She'yem <laughs> B'nei HaShvachas. He'mechines Mesvachas HaYerudash B'Yisrael. She'yem Mo'yirudas Atzmei Le'em de la carvam B'nei B'nei Zilpah were not the B'nei Rachel B'nei Lea, Even though they were pretty, pretty, plenty holy. But it's an aspect to those who are pushed down. And he brings a remez. You know why they're called B'nei Bila, B'nei Zilpah? It's a remez. Bal B'hem B' They're wrapped up in the in the yitzhara. They're in his clutches. How do we know that they're wrapped up in the yitzhara's clutches? So Abchinas bnei Bila Abchinas. The pasuk in Cheskel says, "Ballois I've given you into the ballois. Ballois is like bewilderment. Bhalah, right? The Loi Neirud lebhalah. And Rashi says Shindalids. It's a reference to the satan. I know chelus he yitzhara shem shindalitz uklepas So they are Bene Billah, Bene ballois. They're the, they're the Jews who are, are wrapped up in the Suttans' clutches. V'zebukinah okay. b'nei Zilpa, and the word Zilpa also b'chinas zalafa Zilpa. Zalafa chazas neimir I am shuddering because I'm seized by the wicked. Zalafa Zilpa. Kicheila siyatzar b'chinas b'allois v'sallopis b'nei Bila b'nei Zilpa b'allois and sallopis. Becholanim shacham achareim nekram b'nei Bila b'nei Zilpa. Anybody who's in that Mahalach is called B'nei gadol B'nei Yosef. but the whole thing of the greatest Sadik of all, the greatest light of all. Oisik Mahem. he dafka hangs out with them, he plays chess with them, and he has events where they have tons of food and alcohol, and he takes them on trips, and he has a good time with them, and he's Makar of them in this way. A lot of people look and they say, what's the whole thing? What's all this stuff? Just sit down and teach them Torah. No, 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 no. B'nei Bila, B'nei it's a Chachmah. It's a chachma, how to build relationships, a chachmah. And then, Toich kadeh, things get in. It's a Chochmah, a chachma. And, and you have to be the tzaddik Gadol, connected to the deepest iris of Torah, in order to channel it through all the barbecues and everything else, and then be able to, to reach them, the greatest lights of Torah. At Sadak Agado B'chinas Yosef, Oisiki Mahem Umoirus Atzmei Alehem K'de Lekarvon La Hashem Is Barach. This was Yosef's job. VeZehu VeHunar Es Bnei Bilav Es Bnei Zilfa. Perish Rashi. Shoyah Oisem Masenaros. How did he get to them? How was he royat Sign? Yud Yud zayin shana seventeen gematria tayv. How did he do it? Because Oisem Masenaros, he knew how to make himself relatable, how to hang out with others the true tzadik, ba'oitzim in his great wisdom, moir atzmei kol kach. He puts himself into such a matziv, at till it looks to other people, Kilo oizam naisen Why don't you just go learn, you know, continuing in Koilov and say, what are you naisen for? you hanging out with all these people and just having a blast. I mean, this is not really Yiddish, kai? Okay? Yoisef knew how to be anar for the purpose, b'nei bila, b'nei zil, b'nei Came in Dabri Mam He hangs out with them, he schmoozes with them about life and about the news. He eats with them and he drinks with them. and he takes them on trips. This is 200 years ago. This was written. He takes them on trips. and he plays football with them and he has a good time with them. But his whole kavana is kedelakarvom to bring them close to Hashem. The speaks about again and again. How the greatest tzaddik daika. Is the one who's able to go all the way down and bring those lights to reach every Jew. She calls the nefesh of Ets Lemassenaros. It all looks like Masenaros, and, and the other tzaddikim they don't understand this. The bechinav Shammai say, "What are you doing?" They're myrid. l'avad. Because who do we pasken like chevr? At the end of the day, we pasken like Hillel. Okay. At the end of the end of the day, we pasken like Shammai. But for now, in Olam Hazeh, we pasken like Hillel. This is what Hashem wants find a way to connect yourself and myself and ourselves to the deepest lights of Torah, and then to utilize those lights, Hashem should give us the Chachma, to be able to be malbishit to reach the most distant Jew. Because Kirov will be impassable unless we are dealing with the greatest iris that were revealed by the greatest tzaddikim. This is a little taste of a part of one drasha from Likutei Halachas that has thousands of pages, drashas that span 30, 40, 50, 60 pages, some of them. That's all founded on Rabbi Nachman's Torahs, of which there are 411 in Likutei Maran. There's a Sefer Likutei Tfilas that Urb wrote, which is a tefila on every Torah. So you learn the Torah, you say the tefila, then you learn Likutei Halachas, and it's a, it's a totally different realm. It's the same Torah, same Halacha, same mitzvahs, it's the hour of Mashiach that Baruch Hu sending down into the world, which is a process as we get closer and closer. The sun is shining and it would be a huge chaval if we continued obstinately to prevent ourselves from accessing the great matana that HaKadosh Baruch has gifted us with these tzaddikim and this tradition of Pneum Satira. Thank you so much for joining. Asherinu.